and welcome to The Gaming Ma, your source for gaming news. I'm your host today, Adam Sellers. Here with me is a, a good veteran of podcasts. I'm Daily Wilhelm. All right. And uh, you may have heard our voices before, here or elsewhere, but here are a couple of new guys. Uh, over here we have... Nolan Leahy. And to his right we have... Tyler Wheatley. All right. And uh, t- let's start off today with... Uh, what have we been playing recently? Oh, phew. I've been playing like uh, mainly some Dark Souls. I did get into some of the For Honor pre-release beta and um, uh, just meddling around with some indie games here and there. Nothing too much. Uh, that's great. Uh, Tyler, what have you been playing? Uh, I kind of started a, a new game that I'd actually never heard of called Let It Die, which seems Ooh. to have a uh, kind of like a dungeon crawl hack and slash play style. Yeah, I've been uh, hearing that's getting some uh, attention recently. Yeah, it was, uh, it was free for PlayStation, so I thought I'd check it out. It's very interesting. That's so uh, very nice. I can't wait to dive in and get too deep. If I ever <laughs> too pick deep. Up a, <laughs> if I ever pick up a PlayStation, I'll be sure to check that out. And Daily, what have you been playing? I've been playing uh, Dead by Daylight quite Ooh. a bit. Mm. It's been really fun. Mostly I get murdered, but <laughs> if I'm a murderer, then I have some fun. So. <laughs> it's a good, uh, good flip. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, most recently, I've been pl- mm. I've been going back to a good one of my favorite games, a classic of mine, uh, Half Life, the Ooh. original Half Life. Nice by Steam, ah, by Valve, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I've been playing a little bit of For Honor too, and that's really good because today's topic is all about For Honor. We'll be looking at uh, the history of For Honor, the aftermath of For Honor, and how- and what we think generally of For Honor. It's honorable. There's that. <laughs> There's some it. honor That's a good involved. Way to put it. Yeah. This will be an honorable discussion, definitely. Um, so, For Honor is supposed to be Ubisoft, new, Ubisoft's newest IP up there with like Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed. It was uh, announced last, not last, but the one before E3 at 2015. And uh, they sort of uh, had this plan to make this game sort of up there with all the big AAA shooters, you know, like the first person or the third person, especially games like Call of Duty and uh, some of the team-based games we've seen nowadays with CS:GO and Overwatch. And uh, but the thing is, it's not gonna—it's not exactly a shooter per se. It's a uh, you know, it's a sword and axe and shield and whatnot sort of fighting game, as they called it. So they're trying to make this a shoot, like sort of have these shooter elements but they've constantly called it a fighting game before. Do you think this is a good combination, Daily? I think it's really interesting because it's a shooter with swords, essentially, which in my head I have people, like, literally throwing swords at people. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but in reality, it's, like, it's kind of hard to put it under a single, like, term. Like, people have been calling it a MOBA, but it really isn't. It's got that same, like, tactical it's, dealio. It's definitely got not. some MOBA elements. Yeah. Because there's that one game mode they've had where it's basically capture the flag, but there are also minions that, you know, come out on like certain periods of time and they'll fight in this certain place. Right. It's it's just really interesting to me because you can't really nail down its identity other than like badass in general because that's the aesthetic that it has going for it and it works very well. But uh, yeah, I just think it's really interesting that you it's not like a fighting game where you can necessarily entirely button mash, which isn't an insult to fighting games, but I can definitely yeah. get by button mashing with some fighting games. Yeah. But I think, uh, I think that's a good way to put it, though. Like, thinking of Ubisoft, you know, like Assassin's Creed, it's like, okay, it's an assassination game, and you can pretty much put a label on it. But like you're saying, 
you can't really put a label on For Honor, so it sticks out on its own, which is a pretty good marketing ploy. If I mean, if you ask me, it's like, well, what do you call For Honor? For Honor. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. You can't really categorize it into one thing, so it has its own style. So maybe that'll keep you more captivated in the game. Uh, no. What do you think? Um, I thought it was all right uh, for my from my personal experience, but uh, in terms of the overall thought of the game, I absolutely love it uh, and how they're trying to bring some like more of a historical side to m- multiplayer games that we don't really get nearly as often anymore. Like, um, And they're really trying to make it like big in a sense, in its essence. Like the last historical multiplayer-esque game that I honestly can say that I enjoyed was probably Call of Duty World at War because, like, they put a lot of work and effort into just the single player by itself and just the whole uh, visual aesthetic of it all really brought it together. And that's what... I'm getting the same vibes here with uh, just how the castles are built and all the banners, the um, just pure in going in, charging at um, the enemy in like dominion mode. And like, and if you do like these 1v1 duels in the game, how it's very like you're, you're kind of patient half the time. You're not like, like you guys said, yeah. you're not really like, you know, trying to button mash this guy because, I mean, if you try doing that, you're just going to get slaughtered. Yeah. I learned that really <laughs> fast. <laughs> it, yeah, and that's where it kind of does fit the find a game aesthetic where, especially in a competitive sense, if you button mash, you're probably not going to get the best results. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's definitely a trend that's going on in games nowadays for, like, multiplayer-based games. We're kind of veering off of the realistic modern sort of feel, the sort of, you know setting we're going for like more like out there futuristic or we're going back in time even like this is a trend that's going on with uh even the big shooter games nowadays we have call of duty going forward in time and we have battlefield going back in time i think that's pretty interesting yeah i think it's really interesting that i feel like someone in the world is going to be like well this is based on like historical events knights fought vikings (laughs) who then fought samurai and it's like yeah that absolutely happened totally (laughs) i mean you know it's the continents aren't too far (laughs) no not at all it's totally close enough but the samurai might have to travel a bit yeah just a little just a little (laughs) But, but you know you got the western european knights and the northern european vikings with the Eastern Asian uh, samurai. Yeah, just a little far there. But it, it is, I really, I think we all really admire the aesthetic is what we've been saying. And I think it is cool when they bring in, like, some elements of reality. And it's like, because I didn't know there was, like, different types of samurai necessarily. I thought it was all just under one samurai. And although they've had to make, uh, like, different classes, because that's what you do in a game, um, at the same time, it like makes sense, and it's like, oh, I see. So you would have to handle this versus this. It's. I definitely think though that the sort of type of game where it's based on historical, you know, events and settings and whatnot. It's definitely not anything new. We've seen it before. We've seen it. Uh, probably one of the best examples I can think of off the top of my head is chivalry medieval warfare, at least in a uh, modern history in games. Like, that was pretty big when it came out because there wasn't really too much like that. So uh, people really were kind of glad. People did play that a lot, and it did become kind of a big hit. So this was the game you were talking about. Is it a lot like For Honor? 
Uh, in the sense that it's like different factions, or well, here's the thing: it's not exactly factions in that game. It, like, there are two different warring sides, but the lore is not heavy in that game at all. It's all based on the gameplay and combat, and there are but there are classes in that game, but they do have like different sort of like ways you can load out your character. Like, the fast character, he could have a sword, or he can have like a little mace. Heavy characters can have a giant warhammer or an axe. Uh, archery characters could go for like a bow or a sling or javelins. I mean, it's very customizable in that way, but I do think, I don't know. I definitely think I prefer the gameplay in Chivalry more than I do For Honored, I'm just going to say. Because For Honor is very, like, you got to have your mind on at all times. You got to be focusing on everything. Chivalry is a lot more just based on like a freeform sort of style of combat, like all the other shooters are basically. Where like there are different ways you can attack, but it's but it's not necessarily like a rock paper scissors kind of deal that For Honor was trying to do. Yeah, For Honor's been really difficult for me to play, honestly. Yeah, I'll definitely agree with that for sure. Um, especially just with the overall directional combat mechanics. Like, okay, you need to block left, block right, block up, and it's yeah. just I don't know. It's I mean. I could see where they're coming from because if you're looking at a more realistic perspective on like doing that kind of stuff, I mean, in other games, other medieval style games, I've played it to where it's like, okay, you have your shield up, you blocked it, yay, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and but this one, it's like taking into perspective, like if you were to look at somebody, you had like similar weapons and all that, um, and they had like a gap that you could poke at that you can you know really take advantage of they have that in that game which i think is creative in its own sense but at the same time i just don't see it working like i mean it works but i don't know it didn't really like bring to my i don't know like favorite taste of gameplay like i definitely prefer um chivalry from what i've uh, experienced of that, but not as much as uh, For Honor, in a sense. I haven't played much of either, but yeah. I uh, think, uh, like, what I've experienced with For Honor, like you were saying, like, the directional fighting, obviously you can't make it, like, like a ten-sided fighting stance, because then you're like, right. well, now he can fake me out for the entire battle, and right. I could never <laughs> block anything. Yeah. But like you said, like, you know, there's areas you can go through, you can poke at, and different things with the fighting, and I think in that sense, it's definitely nice, like, blocking in general fighting games is like, okay, you held the block button, and you can hope to God that you blocked it, and you most likely will, whereas this game, it takes some pretty good hand-eye coordination. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. To be able to focus and have some pretty quick reaction time. I, I thought that was kind of my favorite part of the fighting style. It's like, okay, you have to fo you have to focus on this guy mm -hmm. and make sure you are matching him and doing something that he's not so you can try to get the lead and win. Yeah, it's honestly yeah. that much more gratifying when you do win then because it's like, oh, yeah. this took yeah. skill, this took effort, and I got that. Yay. Yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure. Like, like it's... As the fighting game is way more than just the button mashing, like we've been saying. Like, <laughs> yeah. like Mortal Kombat, I play with my girlfriend, and she decides to just do the same attack over and over because you can mash that sequence of yeah. buttons four like or five Like tripping times. the legs yeah, constantly. Like, over, over and over. <laughs> Whereas, like, for honor, yeah, you have to, you can't, there's not necessarily, like, combos you could do. Whereas you can kind of sequence and chain your attacks, but it's more like actual skill of paying attention of where your opponent is blocking and focusing on and what you're going to do to counter that. 
It, yeah, it's definitely a game where you can't cheat. Like, you can't just cheap your way through it. You can't just like you can't just use Hadoukens over and over. <laughs> you can't do that. You have to. You have to always be on your feet. It's like I don't know. I haven't played Tekken at all, but I hear that's kind of what Tekken is. Like you, de- you described it as sort of like chaining combos together and being very precise about it. I feel like that's kind of how it is. It's, yeah, and it's, but uh, it's not exactly for me to be honest. It like it does have like because it's a very weird kind of way of fighting. It's like you gotta know which kind of attack, which kind of move you're gonna do, is gonna be better than what they're gonna do. Not only that, but you also have to like be reactionary on like where they're gonna attack. So it's like a three by three sort of combat system. I kind of prefer chivalry more in the combat system. Like it's because it's got like more of a five by one system. And to describe that, it's like you have five uh, at most five different attacks per weapon, at most five, and uh, you can just do them whenever you want. And not all of them are gonna work, but some of them will work. And I just kind of prefer that better. It's a bit more immersive. Just have I just I feel like I have a lot more control with that. But yeah, some people will definitely like that combat system. I feel, and it's definitely gonna have a sort of certain audience. Yeah. Yeah, I I definitely feel like it's gonna be a swing or like a miss kind of like a hit or a miss game. Swing or a miss? What am I thinking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hit or a you're miss? You're swinging those swords. Yeah. Yeah. Hit a roll with it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Uh, hit or a miss, I don't feel like it's, I just, I don't really feel like you're going to keep it if it's okay. It's either you're going to love it or you're going to hate it, really. I yeah. feel the same. That's how I felt about, like, Ubisoft's kind of last game they did with Steep. It was like, oh, this was really cool for, like, a week. Right. <laughs> yeah. it was, like, the same thing over and over, whereas, like, at least with For Honor, you have your 1v1s, your 2v2s, you can go up to, like, what is it, like, 4v4s. Yeah, 4v4. And then full-blown battles, basically, that you can do. Whereas, like, you can mix it up and do different things, and the fighting is always Mm -hmm. going to keep you immersed because it's always that reactive skill of trying to outskill your opponent rather Mm -hmm. than just mashing the same attack. And you can't, like, swing the same side over and over because he's going to be like, okay, well, I can just block to the left for the next 30 minutes. I do believe, though, that I do believe that For Honor will have quite a bit of longevity and quite a big fan base because of the kind of game it is. And and it's definitely marketed itself as being sort of the next big thing from Ubisoft. It's like, this is going to be the next big online competitive multiplayer game. It's going to be the next CSGO. It's going to be the next Overwatch. That's, that's sort of how I feel about the way they're trying to sell this game. Yeah, They're trying to sell this as the next big thing. Yeah, I don't know if it would get up to being the next, like, Overwatch necessarily, uh, just because of, like, the competitive aspects of Overwatch. But at the same time, I think it's really neat how they marketed it because they instantly gave you something to identify with. Like, you choose your faction, and it's like, I think Vikings are the coolest, or I think Samurai are the coolest. I think they definitely have some future with it, though. Not to interrupt your thoughts on that, but um, I think they have some future with it where they could go competitive where you could pick your character and not necessarily deck him out to be some OP, you know, faction, but where you could essentially rise through a ranking system of sorts mm-hmm. and battle people 1v1s, and then you could do 2v2s, 3v3, 4v4s, kind of how a lot of games do it, mm-hmm. and just you could do it on your own and rise up and be number one in yeah. the world, or you could do it as a team. There could almost be, like, an RPing element to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. My problem with the with the sort of way the characters are in that game, though, on the topic of characters, is that 
I feel like the factions could, should have a, lo- a few more than just three options per faction. Like, it's basically kind of like you got the middle character, the heavy character, and the light character. That's how I feel it sort of is with the classes nowadays. I mean, in that game. But uh, it's not necessarily a bad thing. However, there is that metagame with the, uh, with the faction war, which will, t- which will sort of go on later. That sort of does put that into play, and that's where and that's where I feel that there should be more options for faction. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. sure Ubisoft's smarter than we think. They're going to release DLCs with other characters, and hell, they might even put a whole new faction in there, and you can pick from them. Oh yeah, who I knows? Mean, what, who knows what that would be though? That's that's like any big game nowadays. Mongols maybe. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean yeah. They, that or like the or like some sort of like African or Middle Eastern sort of yeah. warriors. Yeah. yeah, I mean they That'd definitely have the potential to completely redo whatever they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm seeing like, you know, if they decide to do a sequel and I know this is like considering the game just came out. Yeah. I mean, let's yeah. be honest. Um, like, I mean, if they decide to do a sequel of for honor Two or something like that, I mean, there's a for lot more for honor. justice honor. for justice on <laughs> <laughs> Um, like I, I could definitely see them expanding more, making the battlefield larger, like yeah, larger yeah. scale, potentially adding horseplay maybe, or like that would be interesting. Yeah, I would, I think so too. I would like and to see definitely more historical. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's that was like the number one thing that hit me when I was looking at the game. Like, um, you know, just seeing like what I mean. I like the faction idea. I just didn't like how there was like there wasn't any global like real world perspective right like i thought it would have been cool if they showed the vikings like going into like coming from ireland or something like that mm-hmm. or and then there'd be like the knights would be like from england and they'd be like clashing it out and stuff like that you know giving some real world geography yeah. giving it a little bit more substance other than here's a square map we're dividing <laughs> it in three each of you gets a piece of the pie <laughs> you know, fight for it. Yeah, <laughs> I like their modernizing of it though. Like I watched a little bit in my experience of it, like playthrough from a different YouTuber just to see their perspective of it, and uh, it's almost like modernizing the text rather than keeping it like wherefore art thou the Vikings? Right, yeah. like, right. Like he's literally like, where's the rest of my people? And he's like, I'm it. <laughs> like the Hi. first the first mission that's your experience with it you're like okay this is going to be a pretty laid back pretty chill game yeah. of dialogue at least yeah like i thought yeah. that was kind of neat you don't have to like really be a medieval enthusiast for sure. to enjoy for honor you can just like a uh, hack and slash fighting game and get into it yeah, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I think there's edits like that that you kind of have to make to be more uh palatable for a larger audience yeah and one of the edits yeah. that they made that's not necessarily entirely historically accurate i know it is with vikings but i don't know if that option is also available for other factions but you can be a female character <laughs> yeah. in vikings that was something that uh, i kind of liked in that game yeah but my gripe is it's not for all classes like a lot of the bigger yeah. classes they don't have that option you can't for warlord <laughs> I can't do it, but that, I don't like that, though. Yeah, I don't like it either. I mean, yeah. yeah. I want to be a big, buff woman. Yeah, I like that <laughs> you can't tell, really, their gender. Yeah. There's, like, a very slight change, and that's it. Yeah. And you're not going to notice in the middle of battle, either. I guess you'd have to look at it as, like, who's going to be the tough of the tough. I mean, you're not going to have, like, some frail little girl 
as like your female character like holding yeah. this ten foot sword and taking down <laughs> In like bikini armor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's effective. Thank you. But, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, like you're saying, you can't really tell a huge difference. But I feel like keeping it into a realistic standpoint, you can't have like someone who's pretty small. Unless they kept it as a light character, but then that would yeah. really limit the female options. I'd like to so. see, like, a Zarya yeah, uh, body yeah. type for, like, Ugh. Warlord, you which just, is entirely you achievable just for have women. a gorilla-sized woman with a shield and a ten-foot sword. I'm down. <laughs> I am down. I would play it. That's basically my character in Neverwinter, and I totally want to transfer that to other games. Uh, mm. But, yeah... What Ubisoft was trying to accomplish, basically, from what I can tell, was they wanted to get the player to sort of feel like what it was like to pl- to be these sort of warriors. But at the same time, they're trying to make a completely different sort of alternate fiction with the lore of this game. Like, you know, they're not supposed to be fighting each other in this, like, three-way war combat for resources. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So... Does anybody else have anything to say about the story or the lore at all? I like I just like the modernizing of it, I guess. I mean, I wasn't I mean, I'm not huge into the medieval realisticness of it, like, you know, uh, they just want to pander to an audience and get some people to really get the game. I mean, I love the medieval genre. I could like go on for hours on how much I love the medieval genre even though I haven't been following this game. I mean, just to give you some examples, I grew up with, like, Ages of Empires 2 is my first RTS, and we, I think everybody here has heard of that and know how awesome it is. Have you ever played Mountain Blade? Mountain Blade? I can't say that I have. Oh, you should. You would love it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's basically, it's, I was going to say, Mountain Blade is probably the game that's most akin to this game that I've experienced, because it sort of does have that kind of same feel, like, not gameplay, not exactly, like, gameplay control-wise, but, like, in the way that it's all, like, all the Mountain Blade games are sort of based off of some history of, you know, the world, or at least Western Europe, at least. Yeah. Like, one one of the game, the main game series is medieval Europe and whatnot, uh, mm-hmm. but there are other sort of, like, expansions, and one of them is uh, Napoleonic War. Ooh. And, and I hear that's probably the best one. I haven't played it myself. I do want to, though. But anyway, yeah, you were saying? <sighs> I think I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> you were saying you're into the medieval genre. Yeah. I'm into the medieval genre, um, and like, I'm still having a hard time. Can you repeat the question? Uh, um, like, how do you feel about the story? The story, um, I kind of want it to be more about. Um, I want to say, like, more. I want it more of a political influence, like more kingship, more lordship kind of stuff. Like that sort of aspect, you know, the value of land back in the day, because that's what people were fighting for mostly was just land. That was like the main money grabber rather than, you know, this resource escapade where it's like, you know, it feels too economical for the time period. Yeah. Back in the day, they wanted... A kingdom. They yeah. wanted this whole spread yeah. of an empire rather than like, well, we need some of your stuff. I mean. So I, we're going to kind of show up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Here we are. Yeah, for sure. And then like when you go back to the Romans, I mean, you know, if, if you learn this in any sort of history class, world history class, I mean, they conquered land for their economical purposes. That was how their economy thrived for so long was yeah. because they, their military conquered so much 
in like Italy and stuff like that and Italy. that's how they gained all their money it yeah. wasn't through oh we need more trees yeah. we and like wood and gold and stuff like that it was just hey you're this this is my land now not I yours you now and I need your thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything we need Thanks. it all yeah. but yeah I definitely think they were trying to get that with the faction war aspect which we'll get to soon but uh I don't think that like in the main story at least they were trying to take this too seriously or too closely to the way actual war went back then. I think it was just like, and then for some reason, these guys just started fighting. It's kind of like every other sort of team-based game out there right now, like Team Fortress 2. There isn't really too much of a backstory. I mean, there is a backstory, and they delve on that deeper, but like on its initial release, at least, there wasn't too much of a backstory other than, we want this land, we're going to fight for it. <laughs> <laughs> and and each fight, and each fight, each game is just not going to matter whatsoever uh, because that's the nature of this game. And if I can make a quick recommendation for you and for the audience at home, if you do want a game that's medieval and sort of gets that sort of like land-conquering sort of political aspect, action-wise, Mountain Blade definitely. And if you don't mind uh, strategy games, uh, Crusader Kings 2 and Europa Universalis 4 are kind of the thing, are the, kind of the thing for you. Uh, that's just my quick tangent. Anyway, let's go on to this Faction War. Uh, faction War is the metagame of this of this game. And it's basic, and it's kind of like those events you see in all those games. Like You see like the events for Team Fortress 2 where it's like Heavy versus Pyro. Play one, and like the one that gets played the most or like does the best overall will get a bonus. That's sort of what the faction war is right now, and that's where the whole faction thing comes from, is basically which faction is going to win this overall. And players basically choose their characters based on the faction they want to represent, and they duke it out. And over and over time, like they're going to certain factions are going to gain land or certain factions are going to lose land. Uh, how do you feel about that aspect of the game? What are your opinions on that? I didn't really, I don't know. I didn't really pay too much attention to it. Um, like, I did, uh, uh, like, attribute my war assets, like, after, I want to say it was, like, after each game you got war assets. I did mm-hmm. that, but it didn't really feel like I was making a substantial difference since there were so many people, like, making these minuscule... Well, it's a metagame factor, right. so it's definitely not going to be the forefront of the game. Right, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And I'm not saying, like... You know, it's like the biggest contributor to the game by any means. I'm just saying, like, I mean, I don't know. I I didn't really didn't yeah. catch my attention you, too you much. It was very like, passive. Yeah. So you want to feel like you're a part of it and making a difference, and it's kind of yet to get there. Yeah, big time. Mm-hmm. It, uh, really, you really got to grind to make a difference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, that's not for everybody too. A lot of people that play games obviously are casual gamers. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. No one, not 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 no one, but not a lot of people have time to sit down for four to eight hours a day and grind out a game that they love yeah. to really do something in it. You know, I mean, some people do that, especially when they play big games like CS:GO. They yeah. play a lot to grind, you know, experience or ranks or just to get better. Yeah, yeah. for sure. There, and that, you know, yeah, like I said, it's not everybody. There's obviously oh, plenty of people out there that will play for hours at whatever game that they love. And yeah. or hate at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This kind of game, sure. This kind of game I would definitely not pour a lot of time into. There are games I do pour a lot of time into. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they're mostly single player, and I just play them a lot of the time with background noise or, like, when I'm doing mm. something else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It For was sure. interesting. I think one of the creators 
creators of the game in the article we read uh, in anticipation of this podcast uh, said, like, this is a game that you can play for 20 minutes or mm. eight hours or even 12 hours. Mm. And it's like, yeah, yeah you could. Mm-hmm. But do you want to? Yeah, but would you yeah. lose your sanity at the end yeah. of the 12 mm-hmm. hours of the endless 3x3? Three three? <laughs> yeah. yeah <the> <laughs> I don't like that analogy, mm. to be honest, where it's mm. like, you could play for 20 minutes mm. or eight hours. It's like, if I boot it up, I'm going to play. And especially if it like takes down, if it's one of those games that takes like a lot of loading screens and a lot of <laughs> server time to boot up, <laughs> I'm definitely yeah. not just going to play this mm. for 20 minutes. Low key I'm going to play for like one. an hour or two, maybe more if I have friends. Yeah, but and they, they have to give you a payoff for that. They have to yeah. make it feel like yeah. you put in the time and you got something out of it. Yeah, a good game like that would, would definitely be a roguelike, I think, is the best sort of way. It's the best sort of game that does that sort of play for this, play for a short time, or play for a long time, because a lot of them are like just pick up and play, just start playing when you start, it, when you start it up. This game is definitely not that, but I digress. Anyways, uh, throughout the faction war, uh, I believe the Knights won overall. That's what I heard. Yeah. That's surprising to me. I didn't think they'd be nearly as popular, I guess. Well, it's like, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, it's the first class you're sort of hovering over. Yeah, you're Mm. you're really introduced into the knight class right off the bat. So it's like, okay, that's what I'm comfortable with. That's who I can fight with. Let's play as that. Yeah. I just did it because I have a friend who's big into Vikings and I didn't want to be a copycat. And (laughs) I don't know about the samurai. Yeah. I probably should have picked the samurai. It probably would have been better to my play style. Because uh, the play style, for me, it was like, I I just treated it like Dark Souls, where it's like, I could block, but I could also roll away. Yeah. But yeah. unfortunately, yeah. there aren't that many classes that let you roll away. Yeah. I need. I started playing light classes, which I never do in games, at least initially. I always pick heavy classes at first. Same. Hmm. Gotta be a Because, tank. I don't know, mm-hmm. it's, it's just fun, dumb fun. As yeah. I do it in every Dark Souls game. But, uh... And, but to digress, yeah, they you know certain things, certain characters have different different things. That's just the way it is. And uh, something I wanted to bring up is that there's a there's a big trend in these kind of games nowadays where it's like you have these different characters in this setting, and all of them are very unique. And that's sort of and that's sort of like what helps the marketability of the game. Uh, there was a video on youtube by uh, culture shock network and they did and they said like why for honors the future of gaming and they basically said like you you look at games like team fortress 2 and overwatch and pretty much every moba in existence they all have these very unique characters that sort of uh <clears throat> define the game and the story and you get attached to these characters because they are characters they aren't just you know these sort of just be- things that have these move sets uh, and what are your thoughts on it I mean, I think it that's a really interesting concept because I know that's why I got into Overwatch. I've never actually played Overwatch, but I'm really into the lore and the individual characters and watching different YouTubers play uh, different uh, play styles because it is a game yeah. with so yeah. many different play styles. Oh, sure. That's the exact mm-hmm. way I feel about that game because I don't know. I don't want to play. I don't want to spend forty dollars on it at this very moment. But I do appreciate the way mm-hmm. it sort of has these different characters. Yeah, I, I but played it briefly as a, and like I myself am normally like okay I'm gonna run and gun and I'm gonna take him out and then I was like you know what I'm gonna play completely different and I was a healer yeah in, in Overwatch yeah. and it's like it's like everyone respects that but kind of downplays that mm-hmm. style where it's like oh well we have one of those yeah yeah that's yeah. fine it's like that's kind of how I guess the whole like you were like Adam like you were saying. 
it's not something you normally do to pick a light character. Yeah. So, you know, how is the rest of your gameplay going to transfer over to For Honor? Where I'm normally running gun, do I pick a heavy character and charge into battle mm-hmm. and tackle people, or do I stay back as a light character or medium and dodge away and, you know, hit where I can? Right, and mm-hmm. with For Honor, there's not, like, an exact name to that character that you can give like you could with uh, Overwatch. It's like, yeah. it's you're part of the big mob. You're part of Vikings, Samurai, or Knights, and yeah, that's, like, that's I, where you I identify. It's kind of like, yeah. like TF2 in a way, but, you know, those are characters without names other than, you know, what they are, their profession. Yeah, but there's a single design versus, like, part of the yeah. whole mob of different Vikings or what have you. Is, it, is but, this going to evolve into Pokemon Go clans? Oh my gosh, no. yes. Hashtag Team Viking. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's, there's be, team Knights for the win! Be like, <laughs> over who's in what faction yeah. now. I'm afraid which one's going to be Instinct. Oh my gosh. But honestly, that's like the smartest way you can get a game going because then like what happened with Pokemon Go, everyone was like talking about Team Mystic, Team Valor, Team Instinct, etc. Oh, and yeah. now it's... Team Vikings, Team Knights, Didn't Team Samurai. Start, yeah. Sets up an immediate competitive environment rather than waiting for players to just jump into the game instead. It's yeah. already there for them. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I did not, like, I just ran into this. I was trying to buy Death Wish Coffee, which is the strongest coffee in the world. It is. Uh, <laughs> and naturally, they had a promotion deal with For Honor, and you could buy different bags. You could buy the Samurai bag. Ooh. You could buy the Viking bag. You could buy the Knight bag. They were all the same strength. Sounds like it would just completely wreck you. Like I drank a cup of Viking coffee this morning, and now my heart stopped. Yeah, (laughs) I feel like like there should be different types of coffee. To be honest, like yeah, that's what I was thinking. The night should be just standard coffee. The the Viking should be like a frappe, or or you know, and uh, I think the samurai should just be an espresso. That's (laughs) that's how I would sell it. If I had like a gaming, if I had like a gaming coffee bar or something, right? That's the way I would do it. But, yeah. yeah, the marketing has just been super interesting yeah. to me. I know they gave, like, really, really early copies because I watched Funhouse play for Honor, like, last fall. It had to be, like, early Dang. last fall, I yeah. think. Wow. Yeah. And that was just so much fun to watch and I didn't know really great. Early. Yeah, especially it, was, it wasn't that buggy either, but I know there has been some complaints with bugs in the open beta currently. Like, mm. you, you're on the ladder and you're still on the ladder <laughs> until someone hits you off of the ladder. You, you're there in purgatory, ladder uh, purgatory. Yeah, it's like Battlefield yeah. Hardline days. It's it never stopped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, in Battlefield Four. <laughs> I, I I and overall, uh, the reception for Four Honor recently has been fairly good. And so far, it holds a seven out of ten on both Steam and Metacritic. Uh, and I think that's a sign of a pretty good game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they, yeah. they give pretty reasonable really? ratings. Yeah. This isn't just IGN 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. It's awful. 10 out of 10. It's awful, but we gave it an 8 because we're generous. <laughs> yeah, they, they're definitely the most generous, I would say. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah. Overall, 7 out of 10 for me, at least, is a good, just a solid good. I wouldn't exactly give it this just personally. I mean, I've had friends who played this constantly throughout the open beta. Mm-hmm. And, uh... I wasn't too much of a fan of it. I raged pretty hard because I do that all the time in games because I'm not good at games. <laughs> I feel okay, that. Same. I feel I, that I to feel, my core. I feel your pain. Especially since half my friends are like 
I have one half of friends who are like really good at games. Like they can play any game and be instantly good at it if they play for like a week. Or they or like the other half is just eh, sometimes they're good. Sometimes most of the time they're not. Yeah. That's like, me. How do you, and then <laughs> I guess like same. Bringing it back to For Honor, can you transfer that skill over? Like, yeah, you're good at games, but. You have to have pretty good reaction time in this game. It's, for sure. Yeah. It's, a, it's a different kind of game you have to be good at, and I definitely think the learning curve is super steep. Yeah. Like yeah. It's going to start out like, I'm a potato, and then you're going to be a slightly <laughs> bigger potato, and then you can one day be a french fry. <laughs> <laughs> the evil french fry the, who demolishes like, souls. The, like, all-knowing <laughs> french fry, and you can be the top of your faction maybe <laughs> yeah. yeah i am the top of the ketchup bottle now <laughs> where is this going i love this. i don't know <laughs> but you're making me hungry <laughs> i just had lunch and i just had french fries <laughs> but yeah um anyway where were we uh sort of the meta game sort of the how how are people gonna like get better i guess I do think there's going to be a competitive sort of play market for this game. Yeah. They have a chance for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Be- especially with that steep learning curve, I learned that all the most competitive games in the world, you got Super Smash Bros. Melee, Street Fighter, Third Strike, and like CSGO, some of the most competitive games in the world, I'm just listing off. Uh, they have super steep learning curves. Like, oh, for sure. You start playing those games and you suck. It doesn't matter. And, it doesn't really- and sometimes you can just play for your whole life. And you could still not be competitive level at all, like me and Melee, which I've played for all my life that I know, and <laughs> and only and for half of it, only knew the B button. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it works. I can relate. It works. If it works. <laughs> not really. I mean, I got better. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> uh, yeah. So I oh. think there's a huge potential for that, though, the competitive gameplay, and it's like, but will they make you stick with your faction? Is right. Like, yeah. that's like, do you I pick mean, a faction I, and level up, and then you possibly have to make a new character? In, if if it comes to competitive, mm. I, I def- suppose it just depends on how you play too. Maybe they won't limit you, but maybe you play better with a certain style of character. I will say, in the beta, they did have that option to where you could switch any time, but the, there was a consequence. I think it was like it might have been. I don't know. There was some sort of consequence in it that I don't remember, but there, I do remember there being an option in the menu to switching your overall faction, okay. which I found to be interesting. But so, essentially, it's discouraged. Yes. So it's like, hey, you, yeah, you are one of us now. You came to the wrong street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you came to the wrong street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and like, did we start the trend of can we start hashtagging our factions? Yes. For, yeah. for future gameplay, could we start the For Honor? Turf war. I feel like some. Casual, yeah. <laughs> I feel like some more casual players are going to do that, but I feel like in the competitive grounds, it's not going to be based on factions. It's going to be based on characters alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's going. Like it's going to go back to like Smash Bros. Melee again. We're going to use that ex- as an example. There are certain characters in that game that only that like competitive players will use, and it's like a a fraction. Like I would say a fourth or a third at most of the characters that competitive players will use, and I feel like they're. That's definitely going to happen in For Honor. They're going to find the characters that are the best to use in competitive play that if you use well enough, you can just take down everybody. Yeah. For sure. And then there's going to be that handful that's just ridiculously good with a lower tier character yeah. for like no yeah. reason. You're going to rage every time you play. Shroomed, them. my favorite Dr. Mario player. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh. Dr. Mario, wow. Yeah. Oh, boy, do I feel young now. Uh, <laughs> so. What are, 
What are you guys' factions, though? If you had to choose just one, just I one. I think if I'm going to choose a faction, I wanted to go Viking, but I'm thinking Samurai. I'm not, I don't know. I like the big bulkiness of a Viking if you can literally bully someone off the side of a map if you want. But with the Samurai, you're very quick, and you can do that, like... One YouTuber I watch is already a pretty high level with his samurai faction and has, like, the poisoned staff <laughs> and is yeah. already a master and all of his friends that play with him are like, please, dear God, do not let me 1v1 him. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. hate that class, but yeah. So you're Disney. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I would probably have to t- choose knights, to be honest. Like, in the beta, I was Vikings. I kind of regretted choosing Vikings. I was like, ah. Oh, well. But, um... Knights because, one, um, I love the, again, I love the aesthetic of them. Just armor, everything. Just, I, I'm just, like, fanboying in my <laughs> mind so much. But um, that, and it also had my favorite character in that class, or in that um, tribe, whatever. Um, <laughs> factions. Yeah, factions. My bad. My, my words are awful what, today. What, tribe called Please, really. what class would that be? Just out of curiosity. Um, it was the peacekeeper class. It was, mm. uh, it was a lady who had this uh, sword in one hand, dagger in the other, and she oh. like featured like really quick attacks. Oh, that's She'll pretty cool. That so, <laughs> that yeah, that's a cool looking class. Yeah, it's. Um, she has also some pretty cool executions too. Like I was uh, repeatedly going up to people and like. You know, laying them down on like one arm and then just stag- like stabbing them like straight in the heart or Ooh, whatever, straight cool. in the chest. The executions this game seem to be pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. they are. They're pretty it, cool. Now, I haven't had a bunch of experience, so one of you guys might know this. Does each faction have its own thing, like knights, or is it like for honor or valor? Are the Vikings oh. possibly for just strength in general and then like samurai for peace or for zen? whatever you choose to pick. So just to clarify, you're asking me if there's like a code of honor that they're yeah, each going by? Yeah, oh, um, I, I don't know. I, I guess as like historical context, do they still keep that kind of <sighs> I've, I've not been paying attention to the, to the story or lore that much. So <laughs> yeah. Like, I, all, all I know is that it's just a huge resource war. Yeah. There's no, there's no exact code of honor. It's just let's fight. And if we win, we're taking this. Everyone fights, yeah. yeah. and we still play domination in the story mode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay. yeah. Resource war, I guess, fits with Vikings because that's yeah. essentially yeah. like let's go get more resources, yeah. pillaging, <laughs> yeah, loot and pillage, and then we take over Canada and establish yeah. the first colonies of America that were from you know the east. Yeah. Little known yeah. fact, but yeah, uh, yeah, Vikings did that. Yeah. The red. Yep. I'm definitely Never forget. Hashtag Team Vikings because I really like. Berserker class, yeah. which is just yeah. has its own cool like backstory too, too, because that was like part of the original lore to like werewolves because they would don the skins of bears or wolves and just go crazy and bite people. <laughs> so whatever you're into, uh, in that no. What, what, what's that one movie that you reminded me of? Is that a I don't know that one uh, Miyazaki movie, uh, the wolf the wolf girl. Oh, uh, Princess Mononoke. Yeah, that one. It reminded me of that. Yeah, but but yeah. Uh, if I had to pick a faction, it, it'd be Viking because again, it did have my favorite and most played class, which can be described with a love song. My love for you is like a truck berserker. <laughs> <laughs> if you get that reference, you're cool. You're cool. But yeah, um, that's oh, who I would pick. Cool. Same as Daily. 
So we got to fight these guys across the table then. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Lewis. Alrighty. Catch me outside. How about that? And I will <laughs> add one thing that I think would be cool if it, that they would add to this game, like some pop culture skins. Or for instance, like um, oh boy, Samurai Jack is coming out, out yes. March 11th. I would love a Samurai Jack skin. Can, can, we, uh, can we completely <laughs> Call of Duty this game? Let's add supply drops to For Honor. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Uh, you, you have uh, the skulls of your enemies as keys now. <laughs> <laughs> my, the first thought that came to my mind was if we did those pop culture skins, I would have it where the Conqueror, if you know what that is, the class specifically, I would just give him a Solaire skin. <laughs> Praising that uh, son. Oh boy. Yeah. Anyway, we talk about Dark Souls too much. Uh, so, <laughs> so overall, what are your thoughts on this game from what you've played? A plus. A plus for me. I enjoy it a lot. I can definitely see the potential with this game, so I definitely give it an A. Yeah. I'll give it a B minus. Oh. Yeah. Well, I now have a 2.67 GPA. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the reason why I say that is, like, when I noticed that when I kept playing more and more matches, it started getting get to a more stale kind of feeling. Okay. It kind of feels like you're doing the same thing over and over again. Very repetitive. Which kind of, yeah. That's every... Uh, kind of game like that though you just keep doing the same thing over and right over, right and but, it but it can be results. fun yeah and it, i mean right yeah, but, and, 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 and like sometimes will yield different results but like i mean i don't know for me it's just like if they want to go full front into this medieval realm sort of so to speak i just kind of would like like i mean there's great variety in just the melee combat perspective which i absolutely love but i would love for it just like i said what we would say in like a sequel or something like that to dive more into potential archery gameplay or something like that to mm. really change up the dynamic and um there's also some tactics that i noticed that it was pretty hard to defend yourself against or, like, counter. Like, if you were a double team, there really wasn't much you could do. Because, I mean, you had two guys literally attacking yeah, you, you at the same time. So you could only block yeah. maybe one or two attacks tops. There's a grain of reality with that. And then if somebody runs away, there's not really a way to counter that either. You just yeah. kind of have to wait for them to come back or something like that. It's some it's things like that, that I kind of hope that they end up changing sometime in the future. And... um yeah, uh, and also, I if I heard correctly, it is peer-to-peer servers, not dedicated servers. Yeah, I did hear it was uh, it was that it's not like specific, broad. It's just like yeah, and it's, it's getting your thing. It's getting a ton of criticism yeah. online for that by itself. And uh, yeah, personally, I gave this game the same a B minus. If I gave it a number score, I give it a seven out of ten. Because I love the I love the That's concept of it. That's not a B minus. It's a C. It's a C. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, wait a minute, Adam. Your grading scale is off. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm using a different grading scale than you. You're the rubric's against. different. Yeah, but yeah, it's like it's like a higher upper class where it's like you can you can afford to get a lower grade. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm but, done. But Got yeah. extra credit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway, but my my praises are for like the class customization. Uh, the way the classes are, I like the con. I really like the concept of this game. It reminds me so much of Mountain Blade, which I adore to death. 
and uh, it like the presentation is nice. My biggest complaints are that a there could have been more classes, like more diverse classes. There could have been a projectile class or like us uh, some support classes, some medic classes. Even though you probably couldn't make turrets back in the day, you could. I don't you know. You could try. You can make <laughs> yeah. Hang on, I'll be done in thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the battle's over. You can make some. Yeah, you can make like little, little trebuchets. <laughs> <laughs> like little siege weapons that like were attached to a string, and then when you and then when someone tripped over it, they would like it. Smacked on with a giant rock. That'd, yeah. be, cool. That'd be cool. I could Boiling oil. I'll agree point. with you oh, on those yeah. points for sure. And you I could d- have some real strategists on your team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Fifteen minutes later, they get a kill, but it's the round-winning one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically playing engineer in TF2. Yeah, yeah. I could totally dig it. But yeah, and I would have liked to. And I'm not a big fan of the combat. Some people might be. It's not my thing. I prefer. I definitely do prefer games like Mountain Blade and Chivalry, where it's. Where it's basically more simple to just do something rather than like having to sort of mine two things at once. But some people will like that. Uh, not me per se, but yeah. Those are my 10 cents on, sh- on For Honor by Ubisoft. Buy it now, it's out. And that's what I, and that'll be it for the podcast today. This has been your host, Adam Sellers, with me Daily Wilhelm, Nolan Leahy, and Tyler Wheatley. And we will see you uh, next time.